Hey everyone, it's Dane here. Just wanted to jump in front of this episode and give a quick content warning. It's not that often that we have to do this, but I felt like it was appropriate for this episode. So, to be clear, this episode features what I would consider to be graphic violence. It starts picking up just a little ways into the episode and doesn't really let up until the end. It's just kind of the nature of this part of the story. So, please, if you're not feeling up to this sort of thing, then please come back when you are, or feel free to listen up to about the 11 minute 30 second mark and skip ahead to roughly the 55 minute mark. Um, You'll definitely have missed some stuff, but you'll be able to put the pieces together. Anyways, thank you for listening, and let's get on with the show. It's the tenth day. The day of Saren's breath. And it starts early in the morning before dawn. You're all standing on the wall. Duncan, Brim, Saitel Obrin, Vea, Finlan, Sinna, Warm Cotton, and Haya. The morning is dark and silent. The autumn wind blows cold and all you hear is the chanting from on top of the mountain as the ritual begins. The chanting seems to swell and fade with some unknown music. There's a gentle glow coming from the peaks of the mountain range that grow more intense with each passing minute. Do you guys say anything to each other? What are you guys doing? Think like- I imagine the tension is growing unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. Just, this tension is just fucking killing me. It's unbearable. It's unbearable, one might say. You think we have enough fighters? I don't know. I don't really know what to expect, to be honest with you. A lot of elves here. Yeah. All the elves turn to look at you. <laughs> I just say, hey, I'm saying, I'm glad you guys made it. You guys traveled a long way to help us fight. Yeah, I think it'd be nice if we had some dwarves. Yeah, it would be cool to have a dwarf. <laughs> I think um <laughs> I think Vea comes up the stairs last. Um and like puts a hand on Brim's shoulder and like I don't think she can resist Duncan. I think she like just takes your hand for like the briefest second and squeezes it and then like goes to stand next to her dad. Mm-hmm. Um There's more minutes, maybe even half an hour of silence, when a familiar silky voice, one you first heard coming from the inside of a coffin, breaks the silence. Room for one more up there. Oh, wow. Damn it. Angel, I really (laughs) thought you were, I heard just a, I mean, I recognized you immediately from the voice, but when I heard a first burst of sound, I... (laughs) Freaked out. <laughs> I mean, wow. I thought being a vampire would give me some sort of indication yeah. when you're coming. Like a just because signal. she's like, just because you can do it now does not mean you're immune to it. Yes, I realized <sighs> that. But I was hoping maybe I was. I think everyone on the wall who like your your brothers and your father, <laughs> Brim, are like, like look at her and and kind of look back at you and like your father says, hmm, your transformation was tame after all. Yeah, it was. Looking uh, at her blue skin and, like, third eye. Thank God. (laughs) He's like, it is good to see you, Ingvold. Of course, there's room for you up here. Um, Ingvold, meet my adopted father and my my extended family. She she shakes your dad's hand and says, I'm his real mom. Like, to just, like, (laughs) damn it, why'd you have to make it so awkward? 
Um, I think I think your father actually kind of like laughs at that, like yeah. sees what the joke is, yeah. and like, yeah, yeah. And she goes and stands with you, with you all. If only your other mom could see this moment. All her kids, her husband. What <laughs> he said? <laughs> your other mom. That's weird. <laughs> Why are you <laughs> saying this? Um. Her third eye opens as she looks out. They'll be here soon. Father, what is the most defensible position from here? It's like, we don't know where they're coming from. Ingvold, any idea? She, like, closes her her two eyes for a second. They're going to hit us from all sides. Should we form a circle in the middle of the square, protecting the path? If we're spread out across the wall and even one of them gets over it, it's a foot race. So maybe we pull back and keep a tight circle. Yeah, Yeah, let's pull back to the path and keep a tight circle, shoulder to shoulder, facing out. So as you guys start to head down the wall, um, just as the sky begins turning from midnight to pale blue. Duncan, you're the last off, and you see a solitary figure striding confidently towards Lone Tree. From the wall? From the wall, yeah. Coming straight on. Her scarlet cloak is billowing in the autumn wind. It's Meralda twice slain. Oh, no. Duncan, you have so many voices in your ear. You're not sure if this is one of your deities or just your own thoughts, but somewhere deep down, I think you know that this is your fight. I reach for my greatsword and I loosen it in the sheath. Um, do you, do you tell the others to go do the thing? I've got this. Yeah. I think I pointed out so they know what's going on. Yeah. But I think Brim understands by the tone of my voice. Yeah. So. I think I look him in the eyes and I give him like a, okay, nod. I got this. See you on the other side. I like imagining Duncan dropping from the wall <laughs> out in front of the gate to just go meet her in the field. Yeah. Yeah. I'll save you the trouble. I, I won't even let you get in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brim, you know she's not alone. Yeah. Um, so you guys circle up in the center of town. You're blocking that path. Yeah. And then you start seeing the shadows flitting through the alleys behind homes shops you don't know how many exactly but her forces are in the city over the wall you're going to need to start sending people to go take care of them you can't let one slip past Hiya, sweep the area he's like I'm on it and he starts taking off Meanwhile, out front, I think you and Meralda twice lane get within about, I don't know, like 10 yards of each other. Enough distance where you can speak. Uh-huh. Um, 
Just wind is like yep. blowing across. Yeah. Um, Snow, wind. I like to think it's just completely flat Ring Road, too. Yeah. yeah. And she says, Duncan, sell me. <clears throat> We're all the twice light. I'm going to give you this one chance. Surrender now. Um. No. <laughs> she smiles. <laughs> She's like, I was hoping you might say that. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the second offer of yours I've refused, but it's actually the first. I take out a piece of paper and I, I unroll my certificate. I've been, I've been showing everyone to listen. Like... Yeah. You're not just fighting some kid, Meralda. No. I know what I'm fighting. So do I. And she, like, unclasps her cloak, which is, like, red and, like, lined with fur, and, like, lets it, like, blow away in the wind. That's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's got dark brown hair that's pulled back in a really long braid, and she's wielding a glaive, which is a long pole weapon with, like, a I would kind of say, like, similar to, like, a scimitar's blade kind of at the end. Um, and you hear, like, three clinks. Um, and she, like, cracks her neck. And she takes a step towards you. And wind starts spiraling underneath her feet, whistling around. And she starts lifting, being lifted off the ground. Um as her veins start pumping like a scarlet red. And then she like opens her eyes and you've only seen these eyes on Etni. They're pure black orbs with glowing red irises. And she stands and she's hovering above you. Uh And her glaive lights with the black fires of hell itself. Three gods, you kidding me? (laughs) And her her amulets, Uh three of them now, are like rustling. Um, as she's above you. And then you hear a chorus of three voices say, you're not alone. You are not alone. And then the earth underneath your feet starts like rumbling up with like plants and and roots to like match height. Wow. And you feel Yzmal's got, is up beneath you. This is a heavyweight fight. Yeah. And then you can feel that your body is split half blue, half uh, magenta and pink um, as like strength like runs up your arms because you can feel you can feel uh, Gladine and, and Lady Mira's like slight nervousness at this mm-hmm. like they feel like they need to both be there to match Tolerine's like mm-hmm. raw strength that she can pump through um, Meralda twice slain and then Yzmaul is trying to go against Vita and Ara um, well you're down one because it takes two goddesses to match the one goddess. Uh-huh. And Yzmaul is covering your mobility. But you've got one more person on your back. And he says, one more fight, Lone Tree. And purple lightning ricochets Whoa. up your great sword. <laughs> <clears throat> Very cool. Sick. Got a fourth, Meralda! <laughs> See that? <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the city. Okay. Uh, I'm we gonna, are going can to... Can we open with me dishing out commands or no? 
Uh, yes, let's open with you dishing out commands, um, and then we will talk mechanics, because we're about right. to change systems. Down, I bet down by the wall you see, like, a glow. There's, like... Yeah. Oh, you guys the, like, can feel it. Through yeah. the haze. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess there's such a... There's, like, rumbling, like... Well, this is, like, a point of all the divine energy on Saren right now, and all of the magical energy, in a way, with the ritual, is all in this one spot. 100%. Uh, I think... Uh, so he says... Hiya. <clears throat> Scout a perimeter. Warm cotton, hold the perimeter. Uh, Hiya, like, draws his dagger and, like, goes off into the alleyways. Ingfield, Overwatch. Cinna, you're with Father. Vea, you're with Fen. Stick together. Keep your eyes peeled. And they all go, I think everyone's, spe- everyone's speaking in Elven here, and they're all just like, Sir, yes, sir. And, like, they go. Okay. I think even your father... I think your father after says, Sir, yes, sir. Okay, give him a nod. So, for this last little bit here, we are changing games. We are returning to Firebrands. We will be playing two games. Brim and I will be playing a tactical skirmish. And Duncan and I will be meeting sword to sword. We'll do the tactical skirmish first. And here's what I'll tell you. You guys need one win. Your enemies need you both to lose. They need both wins. Do we get anything if we get two wins? Uh, you both get to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, okay. But for the audience, when you say we only need one win, that doesn't necessarily mean we survive. It just means we need one win for the ritual. You need one win between the pair of you to make sure that the ritual gets off. It does not mean that you necessarily survive. It does not mean a number of things. Now, you two are both as... As uh, your Nayworth put it, you're the fulcrums. You have a little bit of an edge here. Um, Brim, do you want to go first? Yeah. So I've given you guys an abil- abilities that will make a little more sense when we're playing, but you guys do have some powers that can adjust how the games are played. So you have a new, I gave you each kind of a character sheet with a title. So Brim? Yes. <clears throat> Find my character sheet. Sort Thank of you, a, And these sort of, these gifts, these abilities we have sort of a reward for all the leveling up we've yeah done. they're a representative like when you basically want to use like if you feel like you're in a place where you're like i, I have this power that i would definitely use on my dungeon on world your dungeon sheet. world sheet you would use this power to okay. represent it and we'll describe it in the fiction gotcha yeah okay uh i'm playing intel brimgar the shadow of tree breakwater force firstborn son of ingvild the eldest living vampire leader of warriors and dragon slayer my ability is I am the shadow. When you would lose a soldier, but would like to use your sharp mind and vampiric nature to defy fate, describe what ability you use to change fate and save their life. You may use this ability twice total. You also may, at your discretion, spend one of your uses instead to allow Duncan to use his ability without spending any of his uses. Describe how you are aiding him. And that can be something you set up before this fight got started. That can be uh, something you're doing right now. You know? Yeah, cool. Um, Duncan. So mine, I will be playing Duncan Selmy, champion in Ismal's name, provider of Lady Mira's hospitality, 
giver and receiver of Gladine's love, wielder of the lightning blade, and protector of Lone Tree. My, um, <clears throat> my special ability is I am the hero. When you throw a tails, so a three or lower on our, mm-hmm. on our die. Because we'll be rolling 1d6. Um, but I would like to use my, my mighty will and divine gifts to defy fate. Describe what ability I use to attempt to change fate, and then I throw again. But I must use that new outcome. I may use that ability twice total. And just like Brim, I can also, at my discretion, spend one of those uses to instead allow Brimgar to use that ability without spending any of his uses. So we will be playing one full game at a time, starting with Brim. I think you guys are going to be. I think you're going to be surprised at who I want to say it, Dan. I bet you. I bet I will be surprised. Yeah. I'm All right. Surprised. <laughs> yeah. So, Brim issues those commands. People start moving to follow them. And here's how we go. Brimgar, you and your unit must face Sir Ollian Arrows and his task force. You and Arrows are each a commander and may not be named in any demands. Arrows is the attacker and you are the defender. First of all, what do you notice about each other and what have you heard? I think this is you spotting Arrows on top of the wall looking down at you and he has this massive bow and a fucking squire to hand him Arrows. Like, for a frame of reference, um, I know you are aware enough of Dark Souls to probably know about the, the giant crazy-ass archers in the Dark Souls games, the ones that like make like a whole kind of explosion and like knock people down and stuff. Yeah. It's close to that. It's not that over-the-top, but it's close. Um, I think he notices that you're a vampire now. Yeah. I, I don't know if he knows what a vampire is. Have I met him before? No, okay. but in the reports, you're just an elf. Yeah. You don't have horns. Like, what is this nonsense? I think that's what he notices. Yeah. I think I give him a very toothy grin. Yeah. And I think that's also what he's heard is that yeah. you're just, you're just a commander. Yeah. And this is like, hmm. This wasn't in my report. This was not in my report. Yeah. What do you notice about him? Um. Well, I forget because... I don't remember what you said he looked like. Um, yeah, what would be... You describe what would be in Brim's report on that. Yeah. yeah. He is... He's a, he's a human. He's got kind of... Um, how would you describe it? Uh, auburn hair. Um, pulled back in sort of like a, like a bun. He's wearing like this decked out armor. Um, that is just like the shiniest um, coppery color. Like brass, like orange... And he's got the the Caspian cape with the silver crown and broken chains on it. And that iconography is everywhere on him. Um, so that's kind of what he looks like. He was... He, this is about what he... He looks like the report. Like, yeah. like, you're like, yeah, that's the guy the emperor sends to exact his will. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. who this person is. Like, he does look that part. Um, I don't... I think... Uh... I think I just, I notice like how official he looks mm-hmm. and how I know how commanders operate. Yeah. And I also know that this is guerrilla war. Yeah. And that I'm not really sure what that means, but it seems like an interesting outfit to go mm-hmm. into like a guerrilla battle basically. Right. And I think I basically smile at him and I give him like a little salute. I think he nods and like snaps for his first arrow. Yeah. <laughs> One soldier to another. Yeah. Both of you may you say now the next bit. Both of you say how many soldiers you lead. It should be a number from 3 to 8. Identify each one by name 
um, rank or, or relationship to you and or position in your force. Okay. So I'll go first. He commands uh, five soldiers. He commands Arcane Archie, Zog Gazar, Bartholomew Sybin, Paladin of Lord Vita, Jaxton, Paladin of Aro, and Ophelie Portier, Queen of the Assassins. Uh, I command seven soldiers, and that is Haya, Warmcotton, Ingvold, Cinna, Fenlin, Vea, and Saitel. Dobrin. All right. During the skirmish, anyone may ask for details about the landscape and the circumstances of the battle, which we've already been doing, so fantastic job, everybody. <laughs> uh, conducting the skirmish. Take turns making demands of each other. The attacker makes the first demand. When you make a demand, you choose whether to demand submission or withdrawal. If your demand, in your demand, you must name one of your foe's soldiers who is threatened. And if asked, name a soldier of yours who is doing the threatening. Ending the skirmish. The skirmish ends when one of you submits or withdraws. If one of us loses the last soldier from our force, we must immediately submit or withdraw our choice. The player who did not submit or withdraw is victorious, and if the losing side submitted, the winner may decide their fate. I'm the attacker. I snapped for that arrow. Submit now, or Haya crosses into my kill zone and I put them down. Uh, no. So Haya's out scouting, and Ollie and Arrows like has his... his uh, his um, arrow knocked and looking at you and then at the last uh, moment he like shifts and looses and you hear this a screech this arrow slams into into Haya pinning him to a wall and Haya expires I think Brent Your can turn. slowly feel his rage building but he's trying to contain it as good as, as much as he can uh Uh, we can repeat these. It's okay. it's gonna be fine. I'm gonna say submit. Sorry, it's gonna take me a while. There's a lot of <laughs> options here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meralda and I, we're doing everything. We're taking quests against each other. <laughs> we're speaking exterminators. <laughs> yeah, you're all just you're just like yeah, powering. There's up. like ten minutes of us <laughs> pointing and yelling at each other and like building. This is up borderline at like like um super saiyans like fighting. yeah yeah exactly it's the you guys have the 10 minutes of yelling first <laughs> just covering ourselves in ball of energy before we even get within 10 feet uh submit now or or uh ophelia uh is caught on the move by fenlin oh ophelia's there and kill and fenlin kills them do it so I feel Whoa. like Finland <laughs> kills Ophelia. Yeah, Finland has a long sword, right? That's what yeah. he fights with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he just has a regular sword, and I feel like he's basically like cautiously cowering around, like mm-hmm. or like walking around corners, and he sees uh, Ophelia basically trying to sneak up and like get the jump on uh, on Vea, but she's like careless. This is mm-hmm. not like her type of battle. No. Yeah, no. and she and she like basically dives in to attack Vea and. Uh, Fenlin just catches her on his sword. Like, and just like, from the back through the chest? Yeah. Mm. 
submit now or your force spreads itself too thin. And Bartholomew Sybin picks off Ingvild, who is straggling. No. What? <laughs> he's not even you... with Ismael anymore, and he's going to kill her? No, as in, are you going to use one of your abilities, or you're going to let this happen? I'm going to let it happen. Wow. 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 Brutal. Bartholomew Sybin... Ingvild is, she's doing a lot of future sight, trying to keep up with all of this. Um, I think she probably is really trying to cover Cinna in particular. Um, when Bartholomew sneaks up from behind, his eyes glow black and he can't summon much because Lord Vita's busy. But it's enough. A little bit of the black flames of hell itself. And he puts his hand on Ingvild's back and burns and burns and burns until she's gone. Your turn. <sighs> Submit now, or I catch Zagazar out in the open and strike them down. I do not submit. So I think Zagazar is playing it pretty cockily. Yeah, he's I, burning buildings. Yeah, basically. Oh, he's, he's not even going after people. Yeah, he's running around burning buildings, you know, being like the little shit that he is. <laughs> you really hate this guy. <laughs> I fucking hate, dude, I hate him. The interaction I had with him was... One of the most effective things I think Dana's ever done because it really? really got me in hate. What did you do? What happened? Never mind. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> and I, and he's flying, right? Mm, maybe hovering right now, but yeah. he's not like too high off the ground. And I think he's just like laughing and like doing his thing because that's what he was described as when he burned down. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's getting there. Yeah. yeah, and I think he feels like the last real feeling he has is being pulled down like by a hand and i want arcane archie to be in the area yeah he can see this yeah, yeah. and i look at arcane archie and i look at Zagazar, and i say i told you we might meet again and i i grab him by the scalp and rip his head oh open my God. <laughs> oh my oh. god and then i spit on his dead breath oh, his dead breath. built open corpse oh all right. Okay. He might make Arcane Archie freak out. Yeah, I think... I think Arcane Archie panics. Submit now, or Arcane Archie um, catches Fenlin on your flank and blows the hell out of him. Uh, I'm not going to let that happen. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Oh, family, you've touched a nerve. I have touched a nerve. I found it. Okay, one of Brim's boxes. Okay, so I'll describe it. And I'll... Um, and then you can tell me how you stop it. Like, what power you use and all that. So, I think... <clears throat> I'm gonna get really gruesome with these kill descriptions, because I really, I really... You're not gonna like kill it. Arcane Archie here, you're okay. just gonna save him. You yeah. could next turn, though, and I'll be very jealous of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
And Arcane Archie says a phrase. Um, and Vea, who's with Fenlin, like her eyes match his for a second. And she reaches up for her sword to like strike uh, strike Fenlin from the back when he won't expect it. So Arcane Archie is... Uh, <laughs> is uh, mind controlling Vea into trying to kill Fenlin. How do you stop it? Since you're spending one of your abilities. Yeah, so so I assume it's me. Mm -hmm. It Uh, is you and what power in particular are you using to do this? Oh, what power in particular am I using? Mm -hmm. Um, Like turning into a stag or um, your ability to be in the shadows. Can I have Your emotional drain ability. Can I have this set up my next move? The next ultimatum i'm going to give you are you planning on attacking arcane archie yeah okay then probably yeah yeah uh so i would like to use uh blood of the wild Mm -hmm. and turn into a stag cool and basically i see him working this magic Mm -hmm. and i charge i basically charge him yeah and pin him pin his arm to the nearest wall with my antlers okay so he's just like basically dangling there, hanging off of like the stag's antlers pinned to a wall. Yeah. So his, concentration, his concentration is breaking. Yeah. Is broken. Vea comes back to yourself, herself. Your siblings turn around and see a stag. Yeah. Um, I think Vea has seen this happen. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you showed off. You showed off. Sorry. Yeah. What I'm even talking about. Yeah. So they they know it's you. It's your turn. Uh, and I think I'm going to uh, <sighs> submit. Uh, or Arcane Archie blunders into my position and I tear them open. Yeah, take him. Uh, and I think I like transform back into myself mm-hmm. and hold him by the neck mm-hmm. and give him like a little smile and be like, "I'm your worst nightmare." And then I crush his head with my hand. Whoa. <laughs> All right, my turn again. <laughs> yeah. Submit now, or Jackson catches Cinna on the move and kills them. No. Uh, I'm not going to let that happen. All right. Um, can, I'm going to... Maybe I should... I guess I'll be quiet? Uh, no, go ahead. We Just can... so you know, you use these two, he still has one more round, and you have no... Yeah, Cinna was my non-negotiable. Cinna was your non-negotiable. Yeah. Non-negotiable. That's a non-negotiable. Uh, negosh. So whatever sacrifices I have to make, I have to make. But I need to save Senna. All right. Uh, so what? How, how do you how do you save Senna? Who from Jackson? Who is doing it, Jackson? So Jackson comes up on on Senna, and like you can see in Jackson's face that there's like conflict here. Yeah. But he like grits his teeth and like clenches his big gauntlets, and they like get covered in like swirling wind. I actually have a any, really like, good one for this. Any like. <laughs> Goes like two handed over, like and and Cinna's like never been in a real battle, and he yeah. freezes. Like Cinna could save himself, but he freezes, and like Jackson's about to just like kind of do what you just did. Yeah, I think I I touch Jackson's head, and uh, he kind of uh, and uh, I just like give. Well, actually, can I take an emotion? Or what, how does this work? Because what I want to do is give him an emotion of like, this is wrong, basically. I want to increase that conflict going on oh, his head. Oh, you tap into it. I think you can just do there. that. Spend your, spend yeah. your other move. Okay. So, um, I think 
Jackson just starts crying and you can see like the dark blue glow of Lady of of Otto just vanish cuz she's abandoned him cuz his and he just like sinks to his knees. I think I I put my hand on his shoulder and you don't have to do this and then I walk away. I think that is a submit or withdraw now and against Jackson. Against Jackson. And it's the one that's like, or I get the drop on Jackson and take them prisoner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I'll do that. So I think that's what that That is. That feels right in the situation. Yeah. Uh, So that's good. You didn't kill Jackson. Yeah. You just let him see the error of his ways. That's cool. That's good of you. Claudine, why have you forsaken me? God, I hate this. He goes, he he looks at his hand. He goes, my people. (laughs) Um... There's nothing you can do about this one. Yeah, I know. I know it's coming, so just do it. There's so many big names up on that board. I know. Yeah. You can't go after somebody who's already saved. No, I can. They're oh, still on the board. Okay. Submit now, or I pin down and take out Saitel Obrin while they're struggling to get free. Your father's age is catching up with him. He can't get to cover fast enough. And all, Sir Ollian Arrows draws back his bow. Do you submit? No, I do not. For the second time, an arrow lands heavily in one of your soldiers' hearts. You can visibly see how furious. Like, Brim has, like, almost lost control. Mm-hmm. He's barely holding on. Like, he'll not submit, but will he stop is kind of, like, the question at this point. All right, you have one more. Your dad wouldn't want you to, would he? Probably not, but I don't think that's what's on his mind. Can I kill... Do I need to kill arrows, too? No, he'll be the last one if you take out the last... He's a commander, right? So he can't be named in the same way you can't be named. Brim, you're not like him. You can show mercy. Uh, Bartholomew Sivan's just afraid. (laughs) Can I I play this out with Bartholomew? Because I want to be the one who has the interaction with him. Yeah, why not? Maybe you're like... Maybe you see him walking down the hall, the the or not the hall, the um the alleyway he comes out of, and you can see Ingvild's like body lying face down. Oh, yeah, shit. I think, and he's got like the black flames. But I'm assuming I saw it happen earlier. Uh, no, I think this is you discovering that. I think this is you discovering that Ingvild's gone. Okay. Um. So I think. I come up to him at Cloak of the Night. And I... Do I have to say it first? I guess I should say it, right? Yeah. Submit or... uh... Actually, I don't... Can I say it later? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I kind of kick his sword out of his hand. He doesn't have a weapon. Oh, really? He's using the Black Flames of Hell itself. Oh, yeah. So I can't really get close to him then. No, he's an actual threat to you. Yeah. Then I just kill him. Uh, submit or Bartholomew Sivan crosses into my kill zone and I put them down 
he won't submit. I basically. Oh, the I I'm afraid of getting close to him, so the first thing I do is he just like feels basically like, honestly probably feels just like warmth. But what it is is it's it's Rose piercing his back multiple times. Just like small little pinches. Yeah. And yeah. Just a lot of warmth. Yeah. Ooh, when he's on the ground, do you pull out Ingvild's staff to finish it? Yeah. I pull out Ingvild's staff and I'm like, Bartholomew, I gave you a chance to change your mind. And now you will pay for what you've done. And then maybe we just get like the shot of the staff coming down like in then black. Yeah. Two moms, two staffs. <clears throat> what is all in arrows? I think this is when you like turn back and you can see that um I think I think Warm Cotton has been doing some real good work this whole time. Yeah. And like Arrows has like an arrow like a trained on you. Um and that's when you you see like Warm Cotton pop out and with her spear like hit him in like the knees so he like goes down. And a squire bolts. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe Fenlin catches that person. Um, and they're just on their knees. He has to submit. You get to decide his fate. <clears throat> do you want to wait until the ritual's over or do you want to decide now? Uh I don't know what I should wait. I I think for there's timeline reasons you should wait. The timeline reasons I should wait, but I don't think that Brim has like a state of mind where he's gonna like make a yeah, any sort make, of call. Well, make any sort I think of for rash time, decision. Like, yeah, I think he's going to go try and deal with it right now. Okay, so he's heading to deal with it right yeah. now. So, like, let's, um, let's jump back. Hey, everyone. It's me, Dane. You're here with me in the intermission. Thanks for listening to the Level 1 Podcast. Uh, it means the world that you listen. We work so hard to make it for you. So, thanks for, thanks for being here. Um... As always, you can follow us at level underscore podcast on Twitter. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you found us. It helps other people find the show and helps us build an audience. So thanks for taking the time to do that. Um, special thanks as always this week to Sage Latora and Adam Cowell for designing Dungeon World. Special thanks also to tabletopaudio.com, which is where all of our sound effects, sound designs come from. Um, you can go there and uh, kind of up your personal at-the-table game. It's a really cool thing. Go take the time to check it out. Additional thanks to Chris Wilson, who designed the Elementalist playbook. Some thanks to Peter Johansson, who built the Vampire, Baron, and warlord playbooks all of which made a huge difference in this season um firebrands was designed by d vincent baker and music was by dane fogdahl well it looks like that's it for the intermission um we're here for the role playing not so much the rolling i've kept you here too long let's get back to the show okay so he's heading to deal with it right now so like Let's, um, let's jump back. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> I want to save one for you, but I just knew it wasn't going to be possible. Jesus I'm, Christ, yeah. man. Here we go. Meeting sword to sword. Set up. No, no, keep it here. <clears throat> you stand yards from Meralda twice lane. What do you notice about each other? What have you heard? 
Actually, we kind of covered this. Maybe we should skip this? This was a while ago. Okay. I just... You give us a quick summary of what Meralda Twicelane's deal is. Meralda Twicelane has been resurrected twice. She is now the paladin... That finally hits you right before you're about to fight her. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Oh, that's who that is. Um, of of Talreen, Lord Vita, and Arn. It is Earth versus Sky, Life versus Death, War versus Love. She noticed notices how strong you are. I notice how absolutely, like, unrelenting her gaze is, and I get the sense that it's like, there is no reasoning with her. Like, it is a, it is a woman possessed, like, she's on a divine mission, and, and truly, in her heart of hearts, thinks, like, I can do no wrong. And I realize that that's, like, the most dangerous type of person I could fight. The next bit is conducting the duel. The better with the sword asks the first leading question. You are are on an even footing with each other, so who will strike first will be decided by a throw. A throw is a roll of 1d6, 1 to 3 is a tails, and 4 to 6 is a head. Then we will take turns asking leading questions back and forth, gaining coins to represent the tide of the duel. Once a player gains two coins, they may ask a closing question. Keep asking questions back and forth until a closing question ends the duel. So do you want to toss that? Or do we want to make Sam toss it for us? Why would we make Sam toss it? I don't know. Can I use one of my things to get the first move, like set a yeah. trap type? Any thing? sort of any throw. Because your ability is to re-roll a throw <laughs> if it's a okay. tail. Oh, so you can re-roll it. So you should roll it. Yeah. And then you can re-roll it yeah, if you yeah. want. I'll you can re-roll it. any roll, including hers. You can re-roll uh, any roll. Any throw, any roll. That changes things. Roll, roll this first and see how it goes. Oh, fuck. Okay. Maybe I'll re-roll that one. Yeah. Okay, wait. You, this one doesn't have a heads or tails. Do you want high or low on this roll? What? Oh, uh, because like, there's, there's, not, there's not a... It's not a coin, it's a roll. It's, high or low. Call right. high or low and roll again. Oh. And you'll and you'll strike first if you get your call. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. So I'm not using my thing yet. No, no, no. Okay. I'll call. What should I call? Call yeah. low. Call low. I sure? always call low and beard eyes. So. All right. Low. Low. That's a three. It's low. So you get to ask the I first. I played beard eyes. <laughs> so you get to ask the first leading question, and you know, right. be descriptive. Um, you know what? I, I think, um, she's, she sees that I'm strong. Yeah. She's expecting me to be a brute. Mm -hmm. So I think I pretend to falter and dip my blade. And even though I know she won't, she says she won't underestimate me. I'm counting on that little bit of her inside. that still thinks I'm a student. So Uh she'll think that that falter is deliberate. Uh Uh-huh. So then I throw on a tails. I'm drawn out and I, and you will gain a coin. All right. So she needs high. Baby. Oh. I rolled a six, so that's high. She doesn't fall for your bait. Damn it. Um 
and instead I think she creates like a burst of wind to push you back into a real fighting stance before like launching launching a uh, sustained attack with her weight behind it. Do you give ground readily or grudgingly? Probably readily. I'm not insane. Okay. Then throw. On a tails, the ground is mine and I gain a coin. So she's just battering away at you with this black flame engulfed glaive. And, like, again, you guys are up in the air. Like, every time you take a step back, there's, like, plants and earth that have risen up to meet it. Uh And, like, she's a little bit above you being, like, lifted by the wind here. What did you get? It's a two. All right. She gains a coin unless you want to re-roll that. Uh, maybe. Should I re-roll? So two, if you get two coins, you win. Yeah. No. If you get two coins, you can can ask ask a a final question. You can ask a final question. Okay, then don't, don't use it yet. Okay. So she has one coin. All right, your turn to make an ask. <sighs> I thrust and you barely turn it. A fraction slower and you've been cut through. Throw, and on a tails, you're on the back foot. I gain a coin. So what does this look like? A little so bit. basically, she's battering me. I'm giving the ground. Mm-hmm. And then I make a... I do actually a pretty good move that she wasn't expecting to sort of turn the tide of battle. Mm-hmm. With my... I have my greatsword now, but with a gauntlet, I like smack away the the staff and grip it for a second mm-hmm. and s- slash at her but she just twists and I only nick her a little bit I don't get the killing shot that I was going for gotcha Fuck. five um three dice yeah <laughs> she's she's still good okay I'm gonna use this dice now so <laughs> so she one. just so she twists away um and she like does like this like spinning thing with with her with her her glaive, um, and she just like slams. For, she like goes up above you, and then like comes whistling down, and like you catch her um, on the on on the blade, and it's like black fire and lightning, um, and you can feel it. Like you can feel how strong Tolerine is through her veins. Because you can feel both Lady Mira and Gladian having to push back to keep her at bay. Um, and that's, we lock blades and your mouth is near my ear. What do you say? Throw. On a tails, your words only strengthen my resolve and I gain a coin. Should I throw first or should I say first? Say what, you, say what you're going to say. <clears throat> you're about to be Meralda thrice slain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got her. <laughs> uh, don't roll a tails here. Fuck, Damn dude. It. So you've locked blades. The earth is crumbling under you as she, her strength is like weighing down upon you. Mm-hmm. You've rolled low, so she's going to gain a coin. Do you want to use your power instead? <laughs> I think I have to, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You should. So, when you, um, when you use your power... I get both low. <laughs> um, when you throw a tails, but would use your mighty will and divine gifts to defy fate, uh, describe what ability you use to attempt to change fate, and then throw again, rolling 2d6 and taking the higher roll. You must use this outcome. Okay. So what ability are you using here to, like... <clears throat> I'm going to try and use a spell. Um, I think... Oh. I think I'm going to try and use a 7th level spell. Okay. I'm going to try and use harm. Uh-huh. So basically, while our blades are locked, I'll reach up and put a hand on her, 
and then strike them with divine wrath. So okay. sort of just blow them back, mm-hmm. Iron Man style. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Should I do it one at a time or no? At two? the same time. Dude, please, you have got to be shitting please, me. Please. What? Two and a three. Yo, get those dice out of here. Get those dice out of here. <laughs> Use those. Right, are you rolling again? I mean, he's got I it. I got it, right? Okay. There we go. That's oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> first, Jesus my first Christ. Those were the first time rolls <laughs> you've made. So you've used both of your, your uses of your gamble. power? Yeah, I should never gamble. Yeah, you shouldn't gamble. First, it <laughs> so flutters, you... and she's like smiling as if she's going to get me, and then I just... I think there's like this burst of, of, of like vengeful pink, and she's like thrown backwards into the air. Mm-hmm. And like you're given a minute to like get all of your like feet under you again. Um, but you don't get a... You don't have a coin. You don't I have, don't a, coin have yet, a coin But it's though. your turn. Got even playing fields here. Uh, <laughs> Come on, comeback story uh, is real. Comeback story is real. Yeah. I launch a sustained attack with my weight behind it. Do you give ground readily or grudgingly? I think she's on the back foot in this moment, and she has to give ground readily. Mm-hmm. Um, I start charging. I'm yelling. All right, so I throw, um, and on a tails, uh, I'm on. I'm on the back. I that ground is yours, and I have to give you a coin. I rolled a one. That's low. You get a coin. <laughs> Holy shit! Thank God. All right, you're still. You're still. <sighs> the odds are still against you. I'll keep you updated on what your odds look like, but they're still against you. But yeah. Okay. You got okay. It. Wow! 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 Uh, wow! 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 Hmm. Please, please, please. You thrust perilously close to my face. Throw. On tails, you didn't cut me, and I gain a coin. Which one should I roll? Uh, I, <laughs> I usually... Those dice usually don't give me good luck. Yeah, they don't. Green one. green one on the table or on the pad? On the table. Don't ask me, dude. <laughs> I, I don't want, want you to be involved. I want you to be luck. responsible. I want you to be responsible somehow. Oh, yeah. It's what, what is it? What it's is it? Is it heads? It's, yeah, it's a, it's a five. Oh, it's so in this case, your lightning blade, like, cuts her face. Whoa. I get close and then it's <laughs> lightning. Yeah. Um, and she's, like, kept back. It's your turn. It's your turn. This is your moment. This is your turnaround moment. Uh, <laughs> that story is Sam's over here, like, head down. I can't do it. It's, it's so, it's so... I have my blades point to your clavicle. How do you twist away to read you in the fight? Throw. On a tail's doing so exhausts you, I gain a coin. She has to make this huge burst of wind and, like, makes, like, maybe a hundred yards between the pair of you. Oh. Like, this battle's been, like, titanic. Like, yeah. it's taking space over this massive expanse, over, like, literal leagues... And, like, she has to, like, make use all of this ability. Like when the dragon landed. It's yeah. It's those kinds of, like, yep. dig, divots in the land. Okay. And I throw, and if on a tails, it exhausts her, and you gain a coin. I rolled a one. <gasps> you have two coins. <sighs> you can ask a closing question next round. Okay. Odds have moved to your favor. I fucking hate this. God damn it. 
So all the, the a year and a half spent level nine, and then we're just flipping coins. <laughs> we circle. Weapons raised. What do you say to me? So this is like you're both being held up by the elements themselves and like circling around like lightning crackling black flames both of you guys have like these glow to you um on a throw on a tails your words only give me confidence i gain a coin what do you say did you hear when i said thrice slain i thought that was actually pretty good word play i'm yelling over the whip all right throw six so on tails your words only give me confidence She's actually, she knows she's losing right now. She does not gain a coin. It's your turn. You may ask a closing question because you have two coins. There's two closing questions here. Yeah. One of which means there's no roll needed. Nope. Should I read both? Yeah, why not? Okay. I pierce your side, but in so doing, leave myself open to a return stroke. We are left breathing but dying. Only we will hear each other's final words. The duel ends and neither side wins. So I go for a killing shot but expose myself in this one. Yeah. No rolls in either. The yeah. fight's over. Mm -hmm. Second one is I seize momentum and initiative and drive you backward. Throw. On heads you counter and stand tall. The duel will continue. On tails I cut you through with a strike that would kill mortal folk. You lay dying and only I and divines hear your final words. I think... Duncan trusts that Brim succeeded mm -hmm. and that it's like there's no point I shouldn't sacrifice I shouldn't die here Yeah, you know this isn't Brim's got it taken care of I can end this now and I I'm gonna go for the kill describe it what's going for the kill look like well she pulled back 100 yards yeah so I think I just charge lightning streaking behind me sort, sort of like when wicker conjured up the trees mm -hmm. there's almost like roots in the ground following me yeah and like waves like writhing through the earth behind me Yzmaul's mm -hmm. moving you yeah and I'm just like charging mouth open screaming and I go to try and run her through so I throw on heads I counter you and I'll stand tall on tails you'll hold cut me, me through <laughs> hold me I can't see it. <laughs> I'll pull it out. <laughs> it's so in it. That's insane. Three. It's a tails. You cut Meralda twice slain through. Lightning crackles. And... She falls from the air. Maybe a like hundred feet. And her body lands with a solid thud you come down steps away from her the divine energy brimming in you and you look at her and see the cloth red cloth of banner trying desperately to pull her body back together I, um, but you plant your sword between it She's not trying, though. She's not trying to stand up. She knows. And the divine energy starts fading from her body. And she looks up at you, 
how are you not scared? Everything's gonna change. We're all the change is inevitable. The most dangerous thing you can do is try and resist it. But it's gonna be so different. Well, I guess I got my wish. I'm not gonna have to see it. And I think snow starts falling and she closes her eyes. It's becoming eerily quiet. It seems that the battles are over. Brim. Warm Cotton has Sir Ollie and Arrows down on his knees. <clears throat> and I think Duncan comes slowly walking through the gates. Oh, <clears throat> at this point, so Sir Ollie has just been knocked down. Yeah. I think Brim walks up to him and like lifts him up by his like jacket. Okay. Where does and Duncan sees this, do you say something? I think I'm just watching it. Yeah, I think that's probably for the yeah. best. You guys can hear the chanting reaching its peak up on top of the mountain. Brim looks at Sir Ollie in his in his hands. He's like his eyes are like glowing with fury, basically. Like, yeah. I mean, there's nothing but but anger and loss that's surrounding Brim right now. This man, if not for this man, you would still have your father, you would still have Haya, and you would still have Ingvild. He can't even get words out. I should. And he like he like pins him against the wall. And starts putting holes in the wall by his head with his fists. Like, while Sir Ollie is, like, there. So you're superhuman. You're not, like, invulnerable. So you're punching yeah. and causing that. And your hands, like, are breaking. And yes. then, like, reforming and you're doing it again. Yes. He's had, he think, hasn't done anything to him. No. And I think Ollie and Arrows is, like, taking it very calmly. And I think... I think if, that makes Brim more angry. I think Warm Cotton, like, loops her arm in yours. She's like, we won. Please don't sully this. Brim, like, puts his hand to Sir Ollian's head, I think. And, like, just kind of, like, he doesn't do anything. He just, like, sits there like trying to understand him I guess I guess it's like what he's thinking about it or how he's thinking about it mm -hmm. uh 
I don't really know what Brim wants to do here. Because everything in my body says that Brim would would make this man feel fear in some way. Because he hates how emotionless he is. Or kill him right there. No, here's the thing. Ollie and Arrows is taking this well. Like, you can see that he's working really hard. Yeah. You know he's afraid. He knows he's lost. He knows he's at our mercy. Uh, I think Brim just like he just like snaps his wrist and then just drops it. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think one cotton moves to hug you if you let her. No, I don't think he does. I think I think Brim is like on a walk. <laughs> I think like one cotton looks like a little sad up on the wall. Yeah, I think that's fair, but I also don't think that Brim would have stopped to do something like that. I think she calls, thank you, after you. I think Brim kind of puts his hand up and uh, just, like, keeps going. So... And he broke the wrist that he like would cock back the arrows with. Yeah, that's why. That's yeah. what I thought when you did <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So you have them. It costs you dearly to do it, but you've held off your enemies long enough for the ritual to come to its conclusion. The chanting stops. The light from the peak of the mountains goes out just as dawn breaks in full. And you may have expected a blinding light, or some ear-splitting noise, but there's none of that. It's more of a pulse, a sigh, a heartbeat. A deep-set feeling of the world, of Saren herself settling in like a sick child finally able to sleep after the fever has broken. You all look around, and in this moment, you know it is done. The ley lines are dissolved, washed away into Saren. And from here on out, things will be different.